I'm Ashley B, and this is Phenomenal Women Leading, the podcast. Welcome to the community that celebrates, motivates, and supports phenomenal women leading in their respective fields. When women support each other, incredible things happen. Together, let's make the incredible. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. We have an awesome segment with Mrs. Rosalind Goodwin, a native of Mount Carmel, South Carolina. She holds a bachelor's degree in healthcare management from Lander University and a master of health administration from the University of South Carolina. Rosalind also serves vice president for engagement and a lobbyist for the South Carolina Hospital Association. Rosalind, with her then seven-year-old daughter, invented the double-face, double-snap barrette by Gabby, also known as Gabby Bows. She also serves as the manager for her husband's career, who is a comedian, Mike Goodwin, also known as Bow Tie Comedy. So thankful to have her with us today. We're going to get ready to learn from Mrs. Rosalind Goodwin. Hey, Rosalind. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Good. I'm so glad you're here today. I'm so excited to be here and honored. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much. So, um, you know, we started our Phenomenal Women Leading Community. Yes. I'm so excited. We literally have over 1,000 women in our Facebook community right now. Amazing. Yes, in just a month's time. And they are eager to learn, to grow, to further develop, and to be Phenomenal Women Leading in their respect fields. And so through this podcast, we have the opportunity to learn and grow with women such as yourself who are leading phenomenally in their worlds. So I'm so happy you're here. That's awesome. It's amazing. Um, happy to share and honored to share. Thank you. And I must shout you out because you started from the very beginning sharing with us in my class that I taught at Columbia College Women Lead South Carolina. Yes. So I'm so glad you were able to come back and join us for some of your expertise. So tell us first about you. Who is Miss Rosalind? Rosalind is a, a native of rural South Carolina, um, and that upbringing, I think, explains a lot of who I am. I'm very passionate about improving the well-being uh, and the, the, the living status of mm -hmm. people in South Carolina, and particularly populations who are at risk. And that has really driven my work since I've been here. I've, I've never left South Carolina, very passionate about seeing South Carolina better. Mm -hmm. uh, and have uh, chosen or, or God has purposed me to be in certain positions related to policy where I, I feel I can make a difference. Mm -hmm. uh, so that small town upbringing, my, my parents, you know, still being even now at 77 and 75 engaged in community service and, yes. and public service that was instilled in me very very early so I, that explains a lot of who I am what I choose to to get involved with and the, the passion that drives not only me but now my my family yes yes now in your role you're a vice president and a lobbyist tell us a little bit about that so as a registered lobbyist for the state of South Carolina our Association, which represents all the hospitals of, of South Carolina, is a trade association. We're working to ensure the best interest of South Carolina's hospitals are mm -hmm. are legislated 
in the state body. Uh, a lot of my focus is state government, although we do some work on what's going on in D.C. Mm-hmm. But as a lobbyist, I am the voice or one of the voices for our hospitals, representing them on a daily basis, making sure that we're able to ensure quality health care is accessible to everyone here in the state of South Carolina. The role of engagement, of course, involves the lobbying, but other factors. I also oversee a workplace wellness initiatives, okay. initiative that impacts the, the, the lives of about 200,000 employees in South Carolina, really focusing on prevention and wellness in the workplace because we spend so much time there. And uh, our employees are our most valuable assets. Mm-hmm. And if we're able to create an environment that makes the healthy choice, the easy choice at work where they spend so much time It has a ripple effect that impacts their family. And we've been able to see people get off of medications and and lose weight Mm. because we've created an environment in the workplace. It actually started with our hospitals and now it's multi-sector. We're working with municipalities, universities, uh, manufacturers, really trying to change the environment for health. So engagement is with a number of stakeholders. It's not just policymakers, but also the business community and other advocacy groups. Mm-hmm. Now, you your audio matches your video, meaning we see you do what you preach. <laughs> and I often see you take to social media and use your platforms to advocate, advocate and educate people about the policies that's before the state house, how we can get involved and engaged as South Carolina voters, who we need to speak with. And so you're not only getting that information and going above the body at the state house, but you're actively disseminating that information to the residents of South Carolina and ensuring us and empowering us to get involved in the process. I don't think people realize the power they mm-hmm. have with, within them. We wouldn't have a public body. We wouldn't have policymakers without you. Right. You you elect them. You are the reason why they are there. And it, it, it has so much power and so many people sleep on the power that they have to make a difference and change things. A lot of times people are just frustrated mm-hmm. about what's going on. I don't like this. I don't like this. And then they come apathetic and they, they don't vote or they don't get engaged. I mean, that's the basic level of engagement is just going to vote. Right. Uh, but we really challenge people or I really challenge people to go a step further. Send an email make a phone call, show up to the state house. It is your civic duty. It is our responsibility to ensure, even if things may be well with you and your house, right. making sure that it's well with your neighbor's house. Exactly. And that was what was instilled in me. And I really believe that all of us have the same responsibility and we have the power to change things if we just open our mouths and even advocate for people who don't have a voice themselves or they haven't discovered the voice they have themselves. And that's so important. That reminds me of a quote that I posted in our Phenomenal Women Leading group on Facebook. Request an ad, ladies, if you would like to join that. But the quote said, strong women advocate for themselves. Stronger women advocate for others. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So using your voice to not only speak up for you and what your needs are, 
but speak up for others even if you don't particularly have needs at that time, but using your voice to speak out for others who do have needs and need assistance in communicating and conveying what those needs are to others. Yes, that is so true. And we have to train our children to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, our children are sensitive and they're they're cognizant of injustices, even in school, if somebody's being picked on or, you know, so I really encourage our, we've got two wonderful children, a girl and a boy. Uh, but when they see injustices and they tell me about something that happened, my first question is, OK, what did you do? Yes. You know, what did you say? Did you just were you just a bystander? I know you didn't engage in it and make it worse, but did you lead? Yes. What did you do to lead? And that I mean, I can go back to <laughs> all kinds of incidents in elementary, middle and high school, even in high school that. I got accused of trying to start a race right. Oh, no. (laughs) But something has always followed me um, (laughs) because I spoke up about things that were just wrong. Right. Um, So from grade school all the way, even through college, we had a blackface incident and I was right in the middle of it as the (laughs) spokesperson. Um, You know, when you're born that way, I I think it just kind of follows you. But I, I really encourage people you would be amazed just how the 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 tone of an argument about policy shifts if you just open your mouth and mm-hmm. use your voice. I tell our hospital employees all the time, we've got 80,000 hospital employees across the state. Hmm. Like they can impact an entire election. Exactly. And then for you to idly just kind of sit by and be like, I don't like that law that was passed that impacts my everyday life. You said nothing about it, though. Right. All you had to say is, okay, this is my my senator. This is my representative. I'm going to speak with them. I'm going to send an email. I'm going to call. I'm going to show up. Just don't let things just happen. Uh, that's how dangerous mm-hmm. things happen when people just idly sit by, do nothing, and say nothing. It's just as bad as participating in something that is destructive to parts of our society when you sit back and you see injustice and you say and do nothing. nothing. So, man, so many takeaways from that just now. Then, Ladies, do you see why she's powerful? Or should I say listeners? Because we have some gentlemen's supporters as well yes. who are supporting the uh, Phenomenal Women Leading group. But so many different takeaways. Uh, two that I would like to highlight is not only is she a phenomenal, women le- a phenomenal woman leading, but she is educating her children to be dynamic youth leading is what what I call it in Mm -hmm. the community, dynamic youth leading. So she's giving them the tools um, and she and her husband both are equipping them with the tools so that they can too be leaders even at young ages. Um, But the second thing that I thought was extremely powerful is that you're, you're making sure you are telling citizens that they don't have to be elected officials to lead and to be heard and to organize and to speak up. Anyone and everyone can lead from where they are. Exactly. I do. And I know it can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking at, you go into the state house and it's this beautiful, this, you know, windows and then just, wow, it can kind of take your breath away and you feel like, I don't even know where to start. I, they're, they're speaking a language I don't understand, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you have a story. Everybody has a story. And there are people that, particularly every year when we're trying to communicate and educate people about their rights as it relates to health care coverage, 
we meet people all the time, you know, who are working two jobs, had a 30 minute break, and they try to come to an open enrollment event to see whether they qualify for health care insurance and they have to be turned away. Mm-hmm. And those stories, you know, I try to communicate them, but it's nothing like that woman mm-hmm. who had to get up, get three kids off to school, rush to the first job, not take a lunch run and try to get in line to get health care coverage only to be completely disappointed and deflated to go to the second job where she'll be there for hours and not see her children until they're asleep. You know, that that that's a story. Yeah. And everybody has one. It, it doesn't have to be necessarily related to health care. But you sharing your story, you giving voice to it because you're not the only person with that story. Right. You giving voice to that makes somebody more sensitive to wow, I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how many more women in my district are dealing with that same type of situation. Right. And it's selfish of us to keep our story yes. if it could help another sister mm-hmm. or another brother or another family. Um, so, you know, I even shared recently, I'm, I'm dealing with a health challenge, Yeah. which, you know, I, you know, I'll be honest. I'm like, moi, health challenge. I'm in the gym five days a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm preaching health. I'm preaching wellness and doing it. I'm measuring my food and I have a health challenge. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to be like, why in the world am I dealing with this right. God? But eventually I said, okay, well, it's not for me. It's right. obviously for somebody else. I need to share my story. Maybe this helps somebody. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I shared just a little bit of what, what I had going on. I'm not out of it yet. But the people who message me, particularly women who have not been taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. who've been ignoring aches, ignoring pains, ignoring discomfort because they got busy taking care of everybody else but yeah. themselves mm-hmm. and who promise I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Share your story. You have no idea who you may help or even a life you may save. And speaking of, you said you have people contacting you. Please tell our listeners how they can, too, uh, follow you, contact you, be in touch with you. Sure. Well, I am Rosalind Goodwin on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's R-O-Z-A-L-Y-N-N-G-O-O-D-W-I-N. Perfect. Now, we talked about your role as vice president and lobbyist. Honey, I read your bio, and that was the very, very abbreviated part of your bio. Your bio is pretty extensive and very impressive. Now, you are a wife and a mom of two. You also manage your husband's career, and you're an inventor with your daughter, who invented a company when she was seven. Now she's 11. Yes. Tell us about your roles as first wife and mom, Uh then manager, and then we're going to conclude with your role as a co-inventor business owner with your daughter. (laughs) Well, now that you say it like that and break it up, it sounds like, oh, my God, who's doing all of that? Yes. (laughs) What kind of chick is that? Right. What, What is she doing? How is she standing up? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think about it like that. And I, I that's one of the things I tell people. And they say, how do you do it all? 
number one, I say I don't. <laughs> I don't you do it help. all. I get help. Yes. I have wives. Wives. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You have to tell our listeners about this. And I am proud to say that I'm one of the wives. Yeah, she's one of my wives. <laughs> tell us about this Happily wife. married. <laughs> right? <laughs> tell us about this wife situation. So, let me try to give it the abbreviated. You know, so I, I've been studying this whole work-life balance. I hate balance. I hate that word, bump balance. But integration, this mm-hmm. phenomenon, since becoming a mom 11 years ago, because before I became a mom, I was breaking every glass ceiling. I was going to do all of this. Stuff. And then I became a mom. And, man, my priorities changed so fast. Yes. It blew my mind. Yes. I was not ready right. for the woman that I became. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is this chick? Yeah. I could not believe that my priorities changed so fast. Mm-hmm. So I started really trying to study what women were doing mm-hmm. to to be able to maintain their, their goals as a career and not lose themselves, but also be a mom. And I read this article one day and it was talking about the inequities in the workplace. Right. You know, how men, of course, are paid so much more for the same work. And when once women have children, you can forget it. I mean, like your income is just going down while your counterpart, your male counterpart's income is going up. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, the scholar, he was just kind of making this point. Like, you know, women need, and he was making it very facetiously. Like women need what men have enjoyed this whole time, which was a wife at home. Yep. I put the paper down. I was like, okay, that's all I need <laughs> to read. I don't I even need to read. read all this. Like, all I need is a wife. Yes. <laughs> so I started looking around like, okay, God, who, who can I propose to? <laughs> so my first proposal was to my mother-in-law, uh-huh. um, who I, you know, she's like my number one main squeeze wife. Like, <laughs> she is wifey, wifey for life. Like, she helps me in so many different ways. Yes. And people laugh. I am so, so serious, serious about this. <laughs> I propose to various wives. So I have a hair wife who, you know, takes care of my daughter's hair and keeps her hair up. I have a, a food wife who's actually like 6'2 and a male. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he cooks food for us and by the pound and I go pick it up or get it delivered. So he's he's a very handsome wife. So I, I have various wives to mm-hmm. help me with various things. So, you know, you look on social media and you make up all these things about these women you follow and you think that oh my god they are cooking three times a day making passionate love to their husbands (laughs) three times a day and they're running two businesses and they're lobbying and they're on tv and their hair and their makeup is flawless and uh, child please right okay that's not that is not what's going on i have help i'm not doing it all so i don't do it all i don't try to do it all I don't remember the last time I tried to do it. Last time I tried to cook, it was a disaster. So I'm just like, okay, I'm fine with being the wife that don't cook. Exactly. You have to know your strengths. It, and it doesn't make me any less of a wife or right. a woman because I don't cook. Now, exactly. I, I can cook when I want to, but I don't have to because I have a, a six five white male wife who cooks really, really well. Right. And um, I pay him well to do that. Yep. So it is not... It's, it's not about doing everything. Uh, and then I also don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. I mean, I've got enough to do that I'm not sitting and thinking about like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do all this stuff? Oh, my, I got this. I got this. I got this. I'm this role for this. I'm this. And I'm waking up. and Okay, God, what, what are we going to handle today? What are mm-hmm. we going to crush today? What's on the agenda today? Mm-hmm. What do we have to get done today? And it really is a family affair. We're all 
pitching in. Everybody's pulling. We have no gender roles and car, you know. Good, so Mike's good. carpool line, yeah. laundry, you right. know, all that type stuff. All that stuff went out of the window because we don't have a traditional family set up. Right. So no, I'm not the traditional wife. With I got to do all the cooking. I got to do all the laundry. I got to do all the carpooling. We share those roles Mm -hmm. because we're Team Goodwin. Yes. That's exactly (laughs) how we operate. We're a team. Team Wilkerson. And I think Tide, the Tide commercial did that best when they said share the load. Yes. And it showed that you can break down those gender roles that most people perceive should be the way to operate in your homes. And the men can help cook the meals and and do the laundry and get the daughter's hair done and yeah. all of that great stuff. And I know my husband, I call him my husband, Mr. <laughs> husband, my Mr. Husband, he does the vast majority of the cooking in our home and yeah. he does the vast majority of the grocery shopping in our home because that's what works for us, that's Team right. Wilkerson. And so, you know, everyone, everyone's unit, everyone's household have to figure out what works for them and not necessarily subscribe to what society says should be the way. Yeah, and then trying to, you know, really looking and saying, okay, what can I outsource? Particularly, there are certain roles that I need to fill Mm -hmm. that are most important and most priority for me and my children. There are certain things that I want to make sure that I'm there for to what as I'm developing and cultivating leaders in my children. So there's some things that are non-negotiable. I'm going to make sure I do that. Cooking can be outsourced exactly. as long as we're eating right? and we're eating healthy. Yes. And we are eating healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm just not the one cooking preparing it. it. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one preparing it. I, I make I put it on the plate and it looks real pretty. Though. <laughs> it's a nice presentation. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't have to I didn't have to slave over the food, but right. they're eating healthy. And so there are a lot of things in your life, whether mm-hmm. you're married or single, or whatever, that can be outsourced. And I think we get caught up in having this facade or image of you feel like you got to do everything. Right. And I promise you, let me let you in on a little secret. Most of the people, women you look up, up look up to are not right. doing everything. They're not. They're not. <laughs> and they may pose on uh, Instagram in the kitchen. They just posed on Instagram in the kitchen. So yeah. they took the shot. They went in the bedroom and went and laid in the pool and somebody else cooked for them. They're not cooking. Exactly. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you one of my cheat secrets, and I blogged about this uh, on littlewifebiglife.com. But one of my cheat secrets is Publix. Yes. I love love Publix. Yes, because they have a section where they prep your food for you. So for like $19. Yes. So for like $19, I buy the, um, because I love pot roast, right? Uh But I don't ever have time to cook a pot roast. And so for $19, I buy a box where all the ingredients are inside this box. Yep. And I put it in my slow cooker in the morning. And by the time we get home that evening, voila, voila. we have a delicious meal, <laughs> courtesy of the wonderful public yes. staff that I was able to take home and prepare for my family. Balanced meal. It has some nice vegetables in there. Yep. And, you know, we you add the it. sides and boom, it's done. I love it. So you manage your husband's career. <laughs> And your husband is a traveling comedian. Yes. And he has done shows internationally. Yes. Tell Just us got about back from this. Germany. 
wow. Now, see, I knew about the Canada trip. I didn't even know about the Germany trip. Yeah, so he did a USO tour, which was really awesome. He's former military as well, so he was in the Army. And for that to come full circle, for him to be able to travel in uh, Germany and entertain the troops. Yes. And he sat in that seat some years ago was just, I think, very proud moment for me and, and yes, especially for him. That's beautiful. And um, I know they could relate. Oh, to the definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has army jokes for days. Yes. So it was it was hilarious and he had a wonderful time and certainly can't wait for that next opportunity to do that. It, it was very, very meaningful for him. So it is it, it's funny. I, I tell people all the time, every lobbyist, particularly in South Carolina, should be married to a comedian. Yes. I mean, <laughs> some of the stuff I deal with during the day is like, Okay, yeah, I need to laugh really, really bad because that was crazy. That just happened at the state house. But (laughs) um, I I tell people all the time, you really need to go get married to a comedian. comedian. Married a comedian. Maybe propose to them and, you know, (laughs) they can be your comedy relief wife. Right. Uh, But everybody needs that in in their lives to just to live, you know. So I I appreciate that. Our son is hilarious, too. So. All of the things that we may have going on that somebody on the outside is looking at like, wow, that life is really crazy. It is so much more balanced and so much more enjoyable because we laugh and we do it together. Well, let me tell you, for anyone who doesn't know Mr. Bowtie Comedy, (laughs) just normal interactions with him (laughs) will have you in stitches. I mean, he is hilarious i don't even know how you can get mad at him in all honesty i know you do yeah because every relationship does but i don't see how you stay upset with him because he's kind of like hard yeah it's like i can't be i can't be upset with you i can't fuss at you because just looking at you has me dying laughing i mean we went to brunch one day and i literally cried i laughed so hard that i could not stop laughing (laughs) tears was were like literally they were rushing out of my eyes and i was rolling over in the booth like i couldn't even sit up my stomach i mean everything that you wouldn't think could hurt hurt and he was just being normal everyday talking regular conversation mike and he was hilarious. I'm telling you. And everybody needs that in their life. Yes. You know, whether you're going to a comedy show um, and you can follow him at ComedianMikeGoodwin.com to see where he'll be next. Yes. Or you're watching something on Netflix or you got to make sure that you're laughing. You've mm-hmm. got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And that, what I posted a couple of days ago was really about self-care and not just Getting a mani-pedi, you know, it really is about being in tune with your body physically, emotionally, mentally. And so much part of that mental, emotional health is laughter. Yes. Uh, Of course, physical activity and and, and making those healthy choices related to what you eat and put in your body. But you've got to be so in tune with yourself that you can respond and react when something's off and you know when mm-hmm. something's off. You got to be quiet enough with yourself. You got to be comfortable enough with yourself in the silence of just you right. and your creator to be like, okay, that's not right. Yes. Something's not right. Let me make sure it's okay. Mm-hmm. 
laughter is good for the soul and for the health enthusiast out there you know that laughter laughter burns a ton of calories yes (laughs) (laughs) so win-win yes win-win now your son is a budding entrepreneur yes order his projects like that you're managing you're you're managing four (laughs) careers right now yourself your husbands your sons and your daughters let's talk about your husband your sons and then we're going to talk about your daughters yeah and all of them have very strong personalities yes. i mean man gosh a mixture of mike and me and they are hilarious i mean our son is seven and was not going to be outdone i mean he's been asking about his entrepreneur before he really could even say the word exactly because that's all he's seen the last four years mm-hmm. was gabby's on tv or gabby's doing this or gabby's doing that mm-hmm. so we're you know trying to help him find what his thing was and then we started realizing just through doodles that he really can draw Mm -hmm. so we've been fostering that gift putting him in different art classes and then he said you know i i I think i want to do something with this art so i said okay is that your business we weren't really trying to push him into it because not like i needed to be starting another business right Right. now yeah (laughs) but uh, he was he was ready to start. I mean, we're going to have a slower start probably than with Gabrielle, but it's Michael's Books and Art. He makes these homemade books that are hilarious about farting and all kind of boy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, it's some really... F- he is just naturally funny, not trying either. So you think Bowtie Comedy Daddy's funny? Yeah. Michael has me in stitches. And he makes Mike, my husband, jealous because he was like... You laugh at him more than you laugh at me. <laughs> but he really is naturally funny. So all that personality comes out in these homemade books that he puts together with mask and tape. And he just cranks them out. I mean, it's crazy. The the evil octopus and the teddy bear and the, the dangerous snake. Or I mean, just his Very vivid, creative. wild imagination. And he's illustrating and authoring these books and then also doing a number of paintings as well. So he's done two shows so far. Wow. Yeah, he's done two shows with, with Soda City and okay. sold out both times. I mean, he's nice. got a, he's a very charming little boy, okay. too. I, so I he, can, to he can sell anything. Um, and he's, he's, he's a great salesman. So we're very, very proud of him and what is to come with Michael's Books and Art. Now, for those of you who are not following her on social media, make sure you follow her because you will get the full candid play-by-play on Michael's shenanigans is what I call them. (laughs) Michael always has something going on, and she is right. He is hilarious, (laughs) and she shares it all in great detail. So please follow her. Now, you are an inventor, Yes. With your then seven, now 11-year-old daughter who has so many accolades. She's been lauded all over as the South Carolina Entrepreneur of the Year, the youngest so far in history. She's Black Enterprise Teenpreneur of the Year. She's not even a teenager yet. It's amazing. She's been featured. She's won grants. She's won pitching competitions. Tell us about this dynamic Gabby with Gabby Bowes. Gabby is very unassuming. If you and every teacher that she's had since second grade has said the same thing. If we didn't know that was Gabby, we wouldn't know that was Gabby. Mm-hmm. She's a very humble, very sweet child, um, naturally very shy and timid. But she has learned to overcome those things that may limit her through courage. Mm-hmm. And that that what's 
that makes her even more inspirational to girls across the globe. So that, that may not be what people recognize about Gabby, but um, we're really proud of her to mm-hmm. see how she's grown from our first video recording where she was crying uncontrollably and <laughs> I had to take her lines uh, because she couldn't do them mm-hmm. to now being able to speak to 300 adults at a business conference. Um, that is what makes us most proud about her. That is so beautiful. And I'm so excited to tell our listeners that we will have an upcoming episode with mommy and daughter duo, Rosalind and Gabby. We will hear from them both more about the Gabby Bowes and how it developed and what all they've been able to do and achieve from that platform. So Rosalind has shared with us today that she is a leader as a wife, as a mom of two, as a vice president, as a lobbyist, as a career manager, as an inventor, as an entrepreneur. She is leading in so many different ways, but she's also teaching her children to lead too. So to close us out, if you can tell us, Rosalind, what do you enjoy most about being a woman in leadership? I enjoy the most about being a woman in leadership, the the fact that I am able to impact other people's day-to-day situations mm-hmm. by lending my voice for people who haven't discovered theirs yet. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's what drives me when things may be a little chaotic. I realize that I'm, I'm speaking for someone who hasn't yet discovered their voice and it impacts their day-to-day life. That's what I enjoy the most. That's absolutely beautiful. I have something that um, our interviewees close us out with. I uh, pay homage to the person who created the the poem Phenomenal Women. Well, I'm sorry, Phenomenal Woman. And that's the late, the great Dr. Maya Angelou. You have to read that poem in its entirety if you haven't already. But to uh, give her respect, I would like for Rosalind to close us out by saying, my name is Rosalind and I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. My name is Rosalind. I am a woman, phenomenally, a phenomenal woman. That's me. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that segment as much as I did. We learned a lot from the phenomenal woman, Miss Rosalind Goodwin. And as you can see, she is definitely leading in all areas and aspects of life. Want to make sure we thank our supporters and our patrons. We currently have four patrons for the Phenomenal Women Leading Community. Miss Tanisha Williams, Miss Rosalind Chamber. Miss Shante Thomas Newsom and Miss Monica Snell. Thank you so much for sowing seed into the Phenomenal Women Leading Community. If you would like to join us and help us unlock our first goal of five patrons, please visit www.patreon.com slash Phenomenal Women Leading. Also, join our community. You can request an ad on Facebook for Phenomenal Women Leading. And you can support our public page on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, Phenomenal Women Leading. And don't forget to check out our website, phenomenalwomenleading.com. Thank you so much. 
Please be sure to catch our weekly interviews as we learn, grow, and develop with other phenomenal women who are leading. Know a phenomenal woman leading? Please submit their contact information and brief summary statement to phenomenalwomenwholead at gmail.com. I look forward to learning with you.